This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. Now, that kind of talk this week dragged Australia's share market to a two-year low. There are, of course, complex He was the big spender. The big spender. Doing the grocery shopping could take a huge chunk out of the family budget. And that's finance. Hello and welcome to Comedian vs. Economist. We demystify the world of money and help you get a handle on the bigger picture. My name's Adam, and I'm joined, as always, by my little older brother and real-life economist, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. G'day, Adam. How are you going? I'm going very well, thank you. Uh, look, a lot, lot to cover on the show today. We're going to be talking more bonds and inflation again, which I can't tell you how excited I am about that. Um, we covered it last week, and I was left feeling a little bit like I'd been run over by an economic steamroller. So... We're going to try and clear up the bond slash inflation piece a bit for the listeners out there today. We did get um, a bunch of listener questions as well this week, so I think there's still a bit of explanation to be to be had around around that topic. So we'll try and we'll try and smooth that out for you guys today. Speaking of listener questions, we had a bunch that came through this week, so um, really appreciate the questions because I got to say the the questions are actually pretty pretty fantastic to be honest so thanks very much for sending them in um you can of course email us cve at equitymates.com or head over to the website equitymates.com forward slash cve and thomas big news Mm -hmm. uh stay tuned till the end because i'll tell you how you can go into the draw not you obviously the listener out there this is like you know you can't enter but you can go into the draw to win five hundred dollars cash, cash, cash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in our listener survey. So, um, God, I feel like I'm back on Triple M. So, yes, yeah, stick around for that. I'll tell you how you can get involved in the listener survey. And before we get started, though, GDP came out this week. I did, mm. I did see it in the news. It pricked, it pricked my ears up a bit. I thought, now I'm, now I'm economizing. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's hear about GDP and and the data. And I don't want to say it again, Thomas, but I think you called it, didn't you? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You called it. Uh, the economy, it was going to boom, you said. And sure enough, GDP's come in even higher than people were expecting. Yep, yep. No, I nailed that one. I'm, yep, that's going up on the on the mantle <laughs> and home. Non-fungible uh, token. Some yeah. sort of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that you can you can do it any other way. To be honest, if you put a put a podcast episode up on a mantle. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, but yeah, we got we got we we got three point one percent in the quarter. Um, I, the economists around the country were expecting two and a half percent. So that's a that's a 
good solid whack better than we were expecting um, it follows up the previous quarter the September quarter was revised up to 3.4 percent and that's the first time ever in recorded history that we've had two quarters of growth over three percent in history two consecutive quarters in history yeah now you think about like three percent is that's a pretty decent annual growth rate hmm. but we, we've we've tonked that up in a quarter in you know just three months is that because of such a low starting point though like we had we had a long way to come back from where we were didn't we yeah we did we did yeah so i think we're like down seven percent in the june quarter so we're still 1.1 percent lower than we were a year ago so even though we've had two tonking quarters in a row we're still 1.1% lower than, than we were pre-COVID. But coming back quicker, and as uh, Josh Frydenberg said, it's t- six months earlier and twice as fast as expected in the, in the October budget. So pretty good result for GDP. Wow, nice one. A couple of, couple of interesting stories that's probably worth flagging. Was yeah. that one, the, big, the, big, the big question is how, how quickly we were going to transition from a public spending driven economy to a private spending driven economy that's so what i was wondering yeah yeah i could i could <laughs> i sense that um yeah because so when when covid hit the lockdowns happened the economy sort of slammed on the brakes uh the government stepped in and, and backstopped the economy with a with a huge uh public spending campaign mm-hmm. um and that and that propped up the economy but with that, the idea was that was going to be temporary, and that the private private sector would come in and, and pick up the slack uh, sooner, hopefully, so that was rather the, than later. The public spending was job keeper, job seeker, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And we saw that this quarter, so consumption was up strongly. I think over four percent in the quarter, even, and then public spending, direct public spending halved. I think so. Yeah, so we had we had public spending winding back, um, and households stepping into the that reach um and spending spending well the other, the other so yeah so we're seeing we're seeing the, the economy transition from public to private and that's mm. a good news story that that's 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 a good sign of health the other good news story is that the services economy was coming back strongly so services was, was hit particularly hard with lockdown because that's really you saw the face-to-face stuff mm. that that you can't do in a, in a lockdown you know, goods retail, that's held up reasonably well. So it was the services sector economy that really bore the brunt of the COVID lockdown. Uh, that was coming back strongly in the uh, December quarter as well. So um, that's the other good news story in that. Right. Um, yeah, so economy's on track, doing pretty well. As you say, as you said the other week, the economy is booming. Booming, yeah. And that, that's going to continue? It's looking like it. Yeah, things are on track. Hmm. I mean, the interesting thing about this, didn't, didn't, didn't the share markets love... The, the strong GDP result. Didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. Launched on... <laughs> was it like up, up nearly 0.2 of a percent today, was it? Uh, recording on Monday the 8th of March for those playing along at home. Yeah. Um, which was surprising. I, I don't want to get us off track too much, but I do follow the US, you know, mm. a, a little bit. And the last thing I read on Saturday morning was that Friday the US market exploded went up like mm. like two three percent or something didn't it in like the the nasdaq was right up again dow jones was right up um things were booming and it was and everyone was saying australia is gonna just pick up pick up on that momentum and and we're gonna surge it was gonna soar mm. <laughs> it did yeah. soar it did, well, and then it, it, it did then touch it down quite quickly <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it launched right. it launched two percent in the in the first hour of trading and then just 
petered away and I think closed pretty much flat. I, I kind of wanted to point that out because you had a you had a strong result in the December quarter come out Wednesday last week, much stronger than economists were expecting, says that the outlook is even better than we thought, which should mean that the outlook for profits, for you know, for sales and for revenue and for profit, company profits should be better than we're expecting, which means that you know, it's an, it's, it should be an upward surprise for share prices. But we didn't see that in trading on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and even today. Mm. So... Is this the bond, is this the little bond yields thing kicking in again? The um, what we talked about last week. Is it, I think is it? I th- I think it is, and this is this is probably the key phrase to watch for. And if you have been in the markets for ten years, you you might recognise this from like two thousand and thirteen, two thousand fourteen. But the the key phrase to watch now here is that good news is bad news. Bad news is good news. Um, and we'll we'll pick up uh, pick up on that I think in, in, as we go on. But yeah. kind of the key idea here is is if the economy is recovering quicker than we th- than expected, it means that we're that the governments are probably going to rein in the spending right. quicker than expected, right. and the central banks going to rein in the easy money quicker than expected, and that's not great for the outlook. Right. Let's flesh for, that for out share prices a little bit later mm. before we get into mm. all that in too much detail. Um, I did mention that we had a bunch of really great listener questions come in this week. So um, I don't think we can get to all of them, but um, I did just pick out a few here. So Simon has written in and Simon asked, following on last week from the bonds conversation, he said uh, he's just interested to know the different ki- different types of bonds, uh, why governments issue them, real life examples and where people can buy some if they're interested Look, if anyone else has anything that they'd like me to Google, then feel free to send those in and I'll, and I'll search that for you as well, Simon. <laughs> he did say, if we can't tell him, then he'll have to stop being lazy and do his own research. Um, I did the research for you, Simon, and happy to report that um, pretty much the first hit that will take you to how to invest on the Australian government bonds.gov.au. They've got a whole website for it. Basically, you can buy them on the on the ASX, so um, exchange traded treasury bonds and exchange traded treasury index bonds. I'm not, I didn't look into much beyond that. Uh, I did note though, there's a warning that says you should obtain independent financial advice and read the relevant investor information statement and term sheets. Just want to make it clear that this is definitely not independent financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast and you shouldn't take your, your investing advice from a podcast. I think the other warning that goes along with buying bonds, Thomas, if I could just mm. pause your answer for a second. The other warning should be that you need to be prepared to be quite boring at parties talking about your investment in bonds instead of something more interesting. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Hopefully that's answered Simon's question. Did you have anything to add, Tom? Yeah. I'm just waiting for Elon Musk to tweet bonds. <laughs> bonds YOLO. Bon, yeah. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be good? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Well, I don't know how much to add to that. I mean, Googling it's probably a good idea. Mm. I mean, you, can I mean get, I, you get three year, five year, 10 year. Is there more than 10, 20 year? Can you get 20 year bonds? It's, it's a kind of, it's a, it's a little bit of a niche area. It's not something where, I mean, it's sort of, you're sort of good to know. Um, but unless you're sort of going to be actively trading bonds, it sort of well, sits it in the like background. Of be. He, he sounds like he's, he's, I guess, and yeah. he's probably thinking what I'm thinking. Which mm. is if the bond, if bonds are coming along and they're tanking the share market, then an ergo, I need to be buying bonds. 
because bonds are going up. So that makes sense to me. You, you want to, it, to me, this is the kind of thing that gets you thinking. You think, all right, well, share market starts going down. That's bad. Um, might want to buy some bonds if they're going up because you want, you want to be going, getting things that are going up, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that was the way to think about it 20 years ago. But that's not what's happening, right? Like on the last week when we started talking about this, the bonds and, and stocks are going in the same direction. So bond prices are falling and share prices are falling. Mm. So the old, the, old, the old way of constructing a balanced portfolio was to have a good mix of, of stocks and bonds because mm. when your stocks are falling, then you, your bonds are probably going up and yeah. you're probably you're covering yourself to a bit. Mm. But now you've got... You're, sort of, you're concentrating your risk, it seems, that when stocks are going down, bonds are going down, bond prices are going down as well. Right. And so, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure like the investor community, from, from what I've read, re- has really settled on how to think about bonds in the portfolio mix. Right. Now. Well, he did ask, no. he, did, uh, he, he was asking why governments issue them. And we were talking mm. off air just before about, um, you mentioned a bond auction. So how does a bond mm. auction work? Yeah, so so the government so the government needs to raise money, mm. um, and it sells bonds. So it sells a um, so basically it's like they say to investors, you give us a hundred, uh, you give us a price, a certain amount of money, and in five years' time we'll give you a hundred dollars back, um, and in the in the interim, we'll pay you a yield. Mm. Um, as, as a return every year, what they call the coupon rate. So it might be like five percent or whatever. So it's that's five dollars of that, mm. the face value of the hundred dollars. So every year you get five bucks. Yeah, I and think. At the end did you of, say at the start that you said we'll give you some money, <laughs> and they'll give us a hundred dollars back? I think just to pick up on that, we'll we'll give you a hundred dollars, and they'll give you a hundred dollars back. Just so we're clean. Uh, no, that's, that's not exactly what I was saying. Like you give you a, a price. So there's, there's, right. yeah. So, so what they're saying, we, we create this little product. Mm. This product entitles you to $5 mm. every year for the next five years. And at the end of that five, five years, we'll give you a hundred dollars. Yep. Now, and then, and then, so that's, so that's locked in. Those features of the bond are locked in. Yeah. Then it goes to auction. And there's sort of a complex auction process that's not worth going into. But basically, the market then decides what it's willing to pay for that instrument that's going to give them $5 oh, every year for right. five years. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And that's so then, does that make sense? Yeah, so that's, yeah, it does. Yeah. That's why that, yeah. So that's where I was getting confused because I thought, I thought you gave the government $100. They gave you $5 every year. And then at the end, they gave you $100 back. Yeah, no, no, right. no, no, not exactly, okay. not exactly. Mm. Look, we've got, we got more listener questions to get on with. Um, so Ollie just had a quick one. Ollie asked, um, he saw your appearance on the Osbiz show with, uh, on mm. Osbiz Equity Mates show with Bryce and Alec. Uh, he was wondering where you find all the charts that you used. So uh, he's assuming most of it's behind a paywall. Um, but just curious to know, did you have a place that you get all these charts from that wouldn't require him to sell an organ? Now, um, again, I'd like to try first to answer the question, mm. as always, Thomas, uh, and then I'll let you you jump in. But um, just uh, look, I don't t- 
typically watch Ausbiz past Wednesday because they have some some clown come on talking macro on Thursdays. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I can give you some charts, Ollie, but warning, not safe for work. So Thomas, where do you get your charts? <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, uh, everything I get is behind a paywall, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you, I mean, I've got an AFR subscription, a lot of articles carry stuff in there. I'm signed up to a few research houses. If you get a few research reports, that's probably an expensive way to track that down. If, you want, if you're looking for a great aggregator, there's something called thedailyshot.com. Um, and they have a daily chart pack that they pump out. And they used they started they were an in-house research firm for you know, doing research for a hedge fund I think, and then started this chart pack that then sort of took off and everyone's like oh this is really useful thanks guys can we have a copy and then they said yes you, this is just going to be a standalone product, um, and so you pay I think it's fifteen US a month and mm. you get access to um, this chart pack that comes out and there's almost no analysis it's like look at what happened to retail sales in the US and there's, there's a chart. But it's really it's a really interesting um, snapshot of the economy. Cool. So if you're looking for something like that, that's that's pretty good depending on yeah what you need. If you you know, but if you need something particular, Ollie, let me know. I might slip you something <laughs> oh, on the side. Slip <laughs> you some cheeky charts. <laughs> uh, gosh, what have we what have we become okay. on, on comedian versus economists? <laughs> um, you should you should absolutely go and check out Ausbiz. By the way, Ausbiz.com.au. Go and check out the Equity Mate Show on there. A uh, little TV show that they got going as well as a bunch of other good stuff on that channel. So go and have a look at that. Um, so Thomas, Tom has written in, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully not you. He's over in WA. G'day, WA. Uh, and wants to know what the deal is with everyone ragging on payroll tax. Uh, he asks, is it really an inefficient tax? Why, if so, why do some people say it should be applied to larger businesses and not smaller businesses? So he's in WA at the moment, which means he's getting uh, all of the all of the election stuff happening, right? So they've got an election coming up, WA election. So he's wondering why everyone's ragging on payroll tax. Tom, I'm happy to take this one Mm. and answer it for you. My money here is that it's a vote getter. They might not do anything (laughs) about payroll tax. (laughs) There's probably nothing wrong with it because who would know? Nobody understands tax. It's just one of life's certainties, right? There's only two certainties, (laughs) death and taxes. Personally... I'd like to see see maybe us invest uh, a bit more in healthcare and try to stave off some of the death certainty. And <laughs> once we get that sorted out, then we can work on taxes. But what do I know, Thomas? What's yeah, the deal with yeah. what's the deal with payroll tax? Uh, yeah. So one uh, there's there's a principle of of taxation design is that as much as possible you don't want to be discouraging good things, mm. um, and that if you are going to place taxes somewhere then it's maybe a good idea to be discouraging bad things so like smoking for example you put a a tax on smoking because it has these negative social impacts so you discourage it right and when you increase when you put a tax on something you increase the price and that discourages that activity payroll tax is a is a tax on employment so the more people you employ the more payroll tax you pay Mm. and so the sort of the argument goes is like well firms employing people is a really good thing we should be making that as easy as possible um and we shouldn't be discouraging it by mate by putting a tax on it and making it more expensive than it already is 
And so the idea is if you get rid of payroll tax and that, you know, takes away, reduce the cost of employing people, creates more jobs and so on. So this is why it's, yeah, it's, it's probably a good place to start with taxation reform. In terms of like big business, small business, I think it's just about seeing that big businesses have a natural advantage over small businesses, but small businesses are really the heart, the lifeblood of the economy, mm. like they account for the bulk of employment and activity. So as much as possible, you want to be energizing the small business sector. That's sort of the argument for that one. Right. I mean, it's a bit like, you know, it sounds a lot like the superannuation conversation happening at the moment with people talking, putting up the mandatory super contribution from nine to, to whatever it is, 12% over the next five years or something. I don't know. Anything that's taking away take-home pay from people, obviously, you know, that's – generally people are going to be like, well, that, that sucks. I don't I want more. I want more take-home pay because that makes more of a difference in my life week to week. So, I don't know, maybe payroll tax, tax fits there. Did you, did you stay home – did you stay at home long enough for mum to start taxing you? Were you part of that? <laughs> I think you went off to uni. Once I started working, once I started working, <laughs> mum was like, um, I'm not going to pay you a fixed rate board. I'm going to pay you a percentage of your income. <laughs> oh, and wow. She started slugging me um, 10% or something like 10% tax to instead of board from my income. So... Not only did I have to falsify yeah. my pay slips to mum, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's where I learned where I learned everything I know about tax evasion. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you were thirty-two. It's probably you know it's reasonable. <laughs> uh, not true. No. No, I, yeah, I just I started work early. I skipped that that whole academia nonsense that you carried on with, and I got straight into. The, just, I started contributing in the economy straight away. Mm, like, yeah, mm. yeah. No, I was I was still mooching on the the parental teat after uh, yeah. uni. Yeah. Mm. Oh, don't worry. I noticed. I noticed <laughs> as I was paying my board tax. <laughs> Where's it going? What do we What do we buy this week, Mum? We get new fridge. <laughs> no, no. Tom's doing uni. <laughs> <laughs> oh super. <laughs> this is this is how we got to where we are today. I wouldn't be the host of a podcast if uh if we didn't send you to uni. So I'm sure mum and dad are, couldn't be prouder mm. seeing their how much was a uni degree. $150,000 over 5 years. Host of a podcast. Good one. All right. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, you've done very well, Thomas. You've done very well. Uh, last question. I think we better mm. we better crack on, otherwise we're gonna, mm. um, yeah, people probably aren't that interested in our, in our home life, and we've got lots to get through in the second half. So, um, last question here is from Yvonne, and Yvonne's asking. She says Thomas mentioned that the RBA have a target for inflation, but I can't understand why they would be upset if inflation was under the target. Uh, I've always understood inflation is bad. I have a picture in my head of inflation being 0% and economists dancing around the RBA like the wild party animals they are. Uh, why are we aiming for inflation, Adam? Or should Thomas take this one? No, 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 Yvonne. Uh, I can take this. <laughs> this is again right in my wheelhouse. Look, um, for a start, Yvonne, economists can't dance. Um, I've... <laughs> I've seen Thomas after a few sherries on Christmas Day 
and he looks like he's trying to correct the neck spasm. So um, there's certainly no economist dancing at the RBA. There's no wild parties. Um, but we don't want 0% inflation because, because why? Because um, inflation's kind of a result of what we're doing, right? It's like, it's not necessarily, uh, what are we saying? It's like, a, it's a measure. So uh, we want inflation to some degree because that signals that things are going, work, going along quite nicely. Think the economy is ticking over, we're producing, we're buying, things are kind of getting more expensive. It shows a certain level of health. But if, if it gets too out of control, then people can't afford things. Things start jumping uh, enormously high and that's when you just have to, I don't know, load up on Bitcoin and hedge because uh, it's out of control and Bitcoin is the only thing that's going to make sense at that time what come the apocalypse. Thomas, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many. Um... You can think of inflation a little bit like the exhaust of a car and it's, it's what happens when the car's running. When it's too low, it's sort of signaling that, that you kind of, you're approaching stall speed yep. and the, the risks are a bit higher. There. That's maybe a way to think about it. One of the, probably the other thing that's worth noting is that variable inflation is worse than high inflation. So, you know, we... we oh, yeah. Central banks around the world have sort of locked in around this two to three percent target inflation ban, mm. but they're sort of it's, we're just talking about sh- changes in the price level that, that doesn't really matter that much. Like if it was it was stable around seven percent, that doesn't really discourage that much ac- economic activity or get in the way and stuff. But if it was like seven percent one year, eighteen percent the next year, down to two percent the year after, mm. then everyone kind of particularly people making planning decisions, banks charging interest, these sort of things, they're gonna, they don't know where they stand. They've got to like create a buffer so that, you know, if I'm going to lend you money, then I need to have an int- a rate of interest that covers me for all the possible inflation outcomes or I've got to try and figure out what the inflation outcomes are going to be. So, yeah, so variable inflation is, is probably the worst case scenario. Um, and then, yeah, but high and accelerating inflation is is bad. Mm. But yeah, but I think it's yeah, low inflation is 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 a problem, and deflation yeah is is problematic. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, we're talking last week. If if I made any sense of it last week, we had the two types of interest rate. There was the the base, and then the was it the nominal one? nominal and the real yep. nominal yep. and the real. And one of the one of one of them's talking about the risk, and if if inflation's jumping all over the place, then you've got to kind of try and bake the risk into into the the rate, and so mm. so yeah. then you kind of have to take a worst case scenario outlook to that, don't you? Like if it's if it's if next year you think well maybe it could be anywhere up to eighteen percent, then that's going to factor into interest rates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You don't know how good it is to hear you say, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> There's more nuance, but I just thought we should move on. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I'm taking it. I'm taking it to the bank. Uh, all right, cool. Well, that's um, that. That's all the, the time we've got for this week with the listener questions. Um, I really do want to say thanks for the, for the questions. Keep them coming in. We, we'll try and get to as many as we can, um, but we don't we don't want to take up the whole show. With, with the questions because we've got some other stuff to get through so once again cve at equitymates.com 
or you can head over to the website equitymates.com forward slash CVE. We're going to take a short break now and then we're going to be back to talk some more inflation. See you soon. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, welcome back. You're on Comedian versus Economist. Now, Thomas, we're talking inflation. I think we've got a handle on bond yields now and bonds. Um, I think I'm going to, I know as much as I'm possibly ever going to know about bonds now. I think that's it. I've reached, <laughs> I've reached maximum <laughs> saturation. <laughs> just, just dying to talk about something else. So, along comes inflation. What do you do? <laughs> All right. So that we're talking inflation. Inflation's going up and that's maybe, you know, as we just talked about in response to Yvonne's question, maybe a bad thing. But I really do want to know what does all this inflation or potential inflation mean to the stock market? Yeah, it's um, – I mean, it's, 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 there's a, it's an interesting one. It moves in two directions. So on the plus side, as we're sort of saying, inflation is reflective of growing economic activity, things, the economy holding up. That's good news for sales, for revenues, for profits, for the shares outlook. Um, in the old days, inflation was good. Mm. You know, inflation was a sign of an uh, heating uh, economy that was hitting its strides. It's a good news story to, to a certain, until it gets too high and then it's a problem. But, you know, moving from like a almost deflationary environment to, to something reasonable, that's a good news story. That's happy days. And that's what the banks, central banks are trying to do. So that, that side of it's good, uh, good news for stock prices. Where it's not good news for stock prices comes through, there's two things. One's through bond yields and what the outlook for interest rates. So the, the rise in bond yields that we saw was saying that you know, the bond traders were, were thinking like the inflation, there might be more inflation in the outlook than was previously thought. So, the, so bond prices went down, yields went up. Mm. And then that, so the increase in bond yields, because that you can think of that as like the base rate interest rate in the economy and all other interest rates key off that in that number mm. um that sort of had the potential to send all interest rates in the economy upwards um and then that can, can create problems for firms you know, with their with their debt repayments the, their debt burdens grow go up when you say that firms it, do you mean do you mean like hedge funds and stuff or do you mean um do you mean businesses no. in general? So businesses, just, yeah, just corporations, App, yep. corporations, yeah, yeah, because they've all got they've all got debts on their, you know, so yeah, so their the their interest payments go up, um, that affects their cash flow, which affects their profits. Do we measure that? Do we measure that sort of level of debt in the market, like across the board? Is that? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've seen, I've seen. It's not publicly, it's not like an official data, but I've seen, I've seen estimates of like. 
S and P five hundred debt to profits ratios kind of thing. Right. Yeah, you can sort of can track that. And right now, just as an as interest, they're not particularly high. Right. So debt has been a lot higher. It was a lot higher during the GFC, particularly when you include the cash cash reserves that they have on hand. So debt does debt doesn't seem to be such a problem. It's not a, it's not a huge story, but it's still enough to to affect the the cash flow outlook. So that, so that's sort of like one of there's a few other ways that that yields bond yields and interest rates directly impact the company's profits, and that that can mm. that can that can negatively affect the, the the share price. But there's also this common factor that has caused bond yields to go up that can affect the outlook, and that's the that's the the outlook for inflation, and I think. The biggest story here with what's going on at the moment and why people are now worried about inflation is that if inflation starts to rise and rise quickly and starts to get away from the central banks, then the central banks will start to, to rein in the easy money conditions that they've, that they've set up over the past 12 months. So super low interest rates and money printing. Right. They, might be, they might think, whoa, 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 this is getting a bit out of hand. We need to, we need to wind this back. And governments need to spend less money. What kind of what kind of number are we looking at before they start thinking? Is it a number base? Like, do they say we've hit two point five percent? Let's start trying to wind it back. I mean, we know that their their target is between two and three percent. So, do they have a number in mind? No, I mean, so yeah, so two to three percent sort of like the key reference point. But mm. this sort of the, the key question is whether it's a short term inflationary shock that's going to pass through the system quite quickly or if it's something longer term and more structural and so we know we know already that there is a short-term inflation impulse in the system we're seeing sectors of the economy start to to heat up because we've had a massive supply shock to the economy Mm. yeah like there's been all through the supply chains trade still readjusting to the to the covid reality shipping freight rates are are through the roof right now uh, commodity mm. prices are through the roof. So all of that is going to feed through into the inflation outlook. So we know that there, at least in the short run, there's an inflation impulse coming and we're going to see inflation lift. What we don't know is whether that's going to be sustained, whether that's going, whether we're going to see it sort of come in and, and disappear out of the numbers pretty quickly or if we're talking about a, a return to, a, to a, a stronger inflation reality. Right. And so Jerome, Jerome Powell, the, the head of the U.S. Fed, Phil Lowe's equivalent, Phil Lowe at the RBA, his equivalent in the, in the U.S., key figure in the whole global economy story, he was saying last week that he didn't think that it was a long-term story yet and he wasn't concerned about the rise in bond yields because he, he was saying, like, it's kind of rational. There is inflation coming into the system. However, we think it's going to be a short-term shock. We don't think it's a long-term reality yet. And we're happy to run things a little hot until it looks like it does become a, a long-term reality. <laughs> then we'll slam on the brakes. <laughs> oh man, I've applied that thinking to so many things in my life. I'm not. <laughs> nah, it's fine. It's totally fine. This 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 is going to peter out any second now. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's interesting. So the RBA has been softly signalling that they now are paying much more attention to the employment outlook than than inflation, or than they have in the past. And I think the thinking here is that without wages picking up, then you're not going to see sustained inflation. So you might see like commodity prices 
pick up in commodity prices, feed through into a temporary shock into the inflation data, which will then work its way through the system once it's reached a new level. Mm. Until you get wage increases and sustained wage increases, you're not going to see sustained inflation at, at, in, in the 2 to 3% band, right. which is why they're now saying they want, they're looking for an un, un, unemployment rate with a four point something. They want it in the fourth somewhere. Oh, wow. Because I think once it gets down into the fours, then you will start to see wage inflation. And once you see it, start to see wage inflation, then you see really broad-based inflation in the economy. And so I think that's that's what they're looking for. I think kind of what they're saying is that we don't think it's going to be a long-term story until we see wages inflation backing it up. Until then, it's going to be temporary and we're going to be happy to let it run. We're not going to wind back the easy money until we see pick up in wages inflation so is the is the recent uh i don't know we call it volatility in the share market is that just kind of is that is that people taking a a short-term outlook or is it is it even more like algorithms and and flash traders type things going triggering off some uh inflation number and saying right these things are going up we need to to account for that uh, I think I mean I have heard stories of, of flash trading keying off like the yeah the the bond yield relative to the S and P five hundred mm. yield so the, the the dividend yield relative to the price of S and P five hundred companies so right now or back back in when when this whole story kicked off you could invest in in government bonds and get the same return you could investing in an S and P five hundred company or the S and P five hundred in just in terms of dividend right. But you're taking on a lot more risk, and so that's that's. There was a story that that triggered a bit of bot trading. Yeah, okay. Just just that number. I don't, I don't know how how significant that is. Right. Yeah, I think there is short term jitters. I mean, but it, it's exactly what you what you're saying. It's like yeah, it's like yeah, it's great that you're happy to let it run hot for a bit, and then you then you'll deal with it. But what if you can't? And when when you look into the down the barrel there is a lot of money coming into the system like an unprecedented amount of money coming in very quickly mm. i think bond markets were like yeah do you really have this under control are you really you know are you really going to be able to stop this getting away from you it, like it's you know it's, it's uncertain times we, we're, we're in uncharted territory we've never run this policy mix before maybe you don't have a handle on it <laughs> uh. This is not what we need after 2020. We don't need like <laughs> like this, this, listening to you say we're we run, we're in uncharted territory, not running this policy mix before. Like we're mixing drinks <laughs> at a cocktail lounge. <laughs> Give this a try. Mm. It's quite nice. It's got some asparagus in there. <laughs> like what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it turns out it was revolting. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, you're going to be right to drive? Like, oh, yeah, if I get drunk, I'll just stop drinking. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, um, so when you say there's a lot of money coming into the market, you're talking, you're talking investors, are you talking the money that the governments are printing? Printing, yeah, I'm talking money printing. Right. Mm. So the inflation, if inflation rises, will that slow or stop the money printing? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so the money printing is is determined by the the, the central banks. Like that's just a, like their their call on how much money they print. Right. But if if inflation starts to run too hot and it looks like it's getting away from them, then they'll they say like, okay, we need to print less. Yeah. Maybe even suck up some of the liquidity they've injected. How do they do that? Ask for it back. Can we have a back, yeah. please? 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. We've printed too much money. <laughs> Need everyone to drop $50 off at your nearest treasury. <laughs> now, how, do they take it, how do they take it out of the market? Uh, I guess they have to sell, sell government bonds. Oh, here we are again. Yeah. <laughs> Come full circle. But I mean, but it's once once the government spent it, yeah. Once the the like Congress or Canberra has spent it, then it's then it's out there, and it's not. I don't think it's as easy to mop up. Maybe, yeah, maybe they they sell bonds, but that's a good. I'm gonna have to think about that. That's usually a good question. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've never done it before, so I don't I don't know what the what the what the rule book is. Memo to the RBA should have an answer for that question. Well, oh, oh, yeah, no <laughs> one's asked before, actually. Right, did someone update the FAQs on the website? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that they've got a plan for it at least. How to how to pull them? If that's what's needed, like if, if have we? Well, we must have done it before. Surely we must have pulled money out of the economy. Money typically has grown at a pretty steady rate. Right. And that's sort of been managed and just generally the money supply has been increasing at a steady rate. And you look at the charts, it's from like the 70s onward. It's just a pretty steady straight line upwards yeah. until recently where it's just gone. Wah, 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 so wah. is this, well, well, this sounds a lot like what people were warning about, doesn't it? Like I don't want to be a doomsday sayer or whatever. What do I call it? Doomsayer. But this is the, the people against modern monetary theory. This is kind of what they've been saying. They're saying... Um, if you keep printing money, you're going to push inflation through the roof and that's that's bad, obviously, and you don't have, a, like, there's no way to fix it. <laughs> we don't think you have a way to fix it. Yeah, um, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a legitimate concern. I mean, it, 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 was, it was the exact concern that happened following the GFC and the money printing that followed that huh. in America and Europe, and but just inflation never eventuated. Right. And so I think there's a little bit of complacency that like, well, it was fine during what followed the GFC is going to be fine now. I think the difference this time is that it's, it's a dirty print in the sense of the central banks are printing it and then lending it to the governments and the governments are then spending it into the economy. And that's, that's the injection mechanism where it gets... It was, it was sort of sloshing just around the financial system before. Once it, the governments get it and start spending it on wages and infrastructure spending and whatever, mm. then it's into the economy and then it's out there. Yeah. So the question is, does this create inflation? And we're trying to create inflation. We want some level of inflation. Mm. We just don't want too much. Um, so that's that's the dance that, that policymakers are, are playing with. But it's, yeah, it's it's high stakes. Like it's, you know, huge amounts of money. Um, there's a lot riding on it. So, well, if we if we've learned one thing tonight, it's that economists can't dance. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. a little, oh. little comedic tool we use there called a callback. I uh, yeah. hope you enjoyed it. Uh, look, I think that's probably enough for this week. Uh, yeah. Enough talk of inflation. Um, if that, if all... that doesn't win us a podcast of the year <laughs> nomination, I don't know what does. Oh, uh, very good. All right, look, um, that that is it. I think that's that's enough for inflation and bonds. I think we've done two weeks on it now. Um, by all means, we'd love to hear from you. If you've still got questions, we'll try and answer them maybe on the email. 
cve at equitymates.com or equitymates.com forward slash cve. Uh, get in touch with us there. We we do love getting your, your emails coming through. Um, and some really nice, um, some really kind words of support coming through there as well to people saying that they're loving the show, they like what we're doing. So um, that actually does make uh, make a big difference and helps us to... Uh, helps us to, to keep recording. We're really enjoying it. So I hope you are too. Uh, don't forget you can check out um, all the other great podcasts that we've got on Equity Mates Media. Of course, uh, Bryce and Alec, uh, they have their, they got two podcasts just in case they weren't hardworking enough as it was. They got uh, the Get Started Investing podcast. And of course, if you are across the basics and you're looking for something uh, a bit more meatier, then you should be tuning into the flagship Equity Mates podcast, the Equity Mates Investing podcast. And there's a new podcast launched recently called Meet, Pay, Love from Equity Mates Media. That's uh, Zoe and Carmel talking you through the financial side of relationships and everything to do with relationships and money, which is um, it's a really good listen. So make sure you tune into that one as well. And I did, of course, say we've made it right to the end, Thomas. I did, of course, say at the start that I would tell you how you could go into the draw for your chance to win $500 and what you need to do is have a look in the description or in the notes of this episode and you'll find a link to the Equity Mates listener survey. Uh, it's a chance for you to have, have your say, what, you're, what you're, you're liking, what you're not liking, what you'd like to hear, hear less of, hear more of. It's uh, a really good chance for you to have your say uh, and tell us uh, what you're thinking of the show uh, right across the Equity Mates media, all, all the podcasts. So... Uh, go there, it should take you about 10 minutes, fill in the survey and you'll go into the draw to win $500, so that's easy. If you, of course, if you add in, uh, <laughs> in the free text, there's a comment section there, just add in Thomas loves Bitcoin <laughs> and if you are the winner of the $500, then I'll chuck in $10 worth of Bitcoin <laughs> just for the lols. So, <laughs> but you must write Thomas loves Bitcoin, please. <laughs> He's a big fan, massive fan. Uh, all right, that's it. That's the show for this week. Thanks once again for tuning in. Thomas, did you have any any final thoughts? No, no, I'm good. Thanks for that. Good show. <laughs> Let's not pat ourselves on the back just yet. Let's, uh, <laughs> we'll wait for the emails. Uh, all right, thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next time on Comedian versus Economist. See you later. Comedian vs. Economist is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Comedian vs. Economist are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Comedian vs Economist acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.